Hi, this is Michael Benner, and for Steve Snyder and myself, welcome to this week's excerpt of our podcast, Finding Yourself in Paradise. Remember, you can hear the entire podcast each week, 50 to 55 minutes, including the remarkable visualization exercises. We call them audio journeys for just 99 cents a week. So if you haven't already, be sure and subscribe as soon as you can at Focused Passion. Remember the ED, that's FocusedPassion.com. 99 cents a week to hear the entire program. In the meantime, stay tuned and enjoy. So you're rowing down that stream and you come across fear. So you stop rowing and you take a look for a moment. Is this fear real? Is that a dangerous place for me to row? Or is this just something I'm worried about, but there's no real evidence that it's truly... So I stop from, oh, oh, well, that's, that's not real danger, uh, and start rowing again, downstream gently. That, and that's the process. When you feel the fear, you stop rowing for a moment, and you uh, take that deep breath. You go inside, and, and you ask yourself, is, is this fear real? Is there real danger here? And then you face it. I mean, what I'm afraid of is, oh, let's say, um, I'm afraid of bringing up this subject to my spouse. You know, like uh, she bought this dress the other day that I think is hideous and I don't want to, you know, I don't know if I want to even bring it up, but I really don't like it when she wears that dress. So I'm afraid of even discussing it with her. And all of a sudden now my relationship is sort of different a little bit because there's this fear thing in the middle. Everything, you know, so I could either realize that, you know, that dress... I think it's hideous, but she likes it, and let it go. You know, so what? So what do you think that dress is hideous? Or I could say to her, you know, baby, you want me to be honest with you? That's that's not a favorite dress of mine. I really don't like that dress very much, but, you know, I'm not saying don't wear it. But I've faced the fear. Nothing bad's going to happen to me if I do it the right way, if I either release it or I address it in a gentle way. But if I come at her from this fear place, oh, I, I hate it when you wear that dress because you make me look foolish in front of all, you know, then... All of a sudden, I've made my relationship worse because I pretended that fear was a really bad thing. I think another thing we need to point out is that, like a shadow, fear is often exaggerated and distorted. Yes. Little bird emphasizing. <laughs> you know, you said you're rowing down the river a couple of minutes ago, and you find out the fear is not real. I was thinking of that poor guy at Disneyland. I'm sure there have been several people that have done the job over the years. On the river ride, that has to shoot at the pretend rhino. Remember that one, the yeah, fake the, rhino? Well, it's it was a hippo. Well, yeah, that's the hippo. What it was, the hippo. hippo. Yeah. Well, in 1958, that was pretty scary. <laughs> But most of us have gone through there enough times that this poor guy shooting a starter's <laughs> pistol at that phony hippo. And that, that life is like that so often. We believe that we're on this dangerous safari in deepest, darkest, whatever. And, in fact, it's Disneyland. We're yeah. just pretending. And there's a certain um, excitement that many people get from their anxiety. It's like uh, Bill Cosby doing the... The scare me to death routine yeah. from his childhood. Listening like, to the radio shows. Yeah, yeah, the old lights out. Oh, boys, scare me mm -hmm. to death. If we don't have enough excitement in our lives that's positive and wonderful, we'll generate phony excitement and scare the bejesus out of ourselves for no reason at all. Not even willing to, or not even able often to remember that we invented the anxiety and the fear in the first place just to create a little bit of drama. That's right. And, you know, you talk about fear and you talk about excitement as if they're opposite things, you know, I mean, but they're really exactly the same. 
exactly physiologically, the same, yeah. with one exception. And that is when you're frightened, you <gasps> stop breathing. And when you're excited, <gasps> you breathe a lot. That's the only difference between fear and excitement. The heartbeat fast, the adrenaline flows, the, the stomach churns, the fingers get sweaty, the mouth gets dry. Everything, physiologically, everything that happens is the same. In either case, what you're doing is you're facing something that's exhilarating. Now, if it's truly dangerous, again, your autopilot response is to jump back. But if you're the kind of person who really, you know, takes it to the limit, you like to face, face your fears and go for it kind of thing, then that kind of exhilaration causes you to f- jump forward. There are people who are race car drivers and mountain climbers and, and uh, c- deep cave explorers and do all kinds of really kind of cool, dangerous things, you know, because that gives them that rush that they need. Some people don't need that kind of a rush. I mean, I'm... I'm not into that kind of, I'm risk adverse, you know, I mean, I've lived all these years uh, and I don't want to take a chance of losing all that I've accumulated. I don't want to, I don't want to do life-threatening, dangerous things. I don't want to jump out of perfectly good airplanes, you know. My wife jumped out of a perfectly good airplane. I don't want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. Even once. Yeah, even once. I just don't really have the (laughs) urge to do that, you know. I will jump out of a perfectly bad airplane with a parachute on if I need to, but other than that, no thank you. But, But that exhilaration I get Every time I stand up in front of an audience, which I do very frequently, I get that rush, that, that exhilaration of, call it fear, call it excitement, whatever you want. My stomach's going, you know, I've got all kinds of butterflies, but I've taught them to fly in formation. Well, that's anxiety. You know, anxiety like a, uh, a swinging door can go either way. Anxiety can be, oh boy, or anxiety can be oh no what a big difference between those two little things Uh, seemingly opposite and yet uh, the same word depending upon whether it's fear oh no or excitement oh boy i could say to you hey steve uh i'm going to the airport this afternoon to pick up my father he's flying and you say your father my you haven't seen him in a long time. In fact, you guys get along. I mean, I'll say, if I say I'm anxious to see my dad, that doesn't tell you. <laughs> Either way, yeah. No, yeah. You, you have no idea. And so it's an interesting concept that not only are they not opposites, but in many ways they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah the word anxious means both. It means afraid and excited. Yeah. You know? So our ability to turn our fear into excitement to take a breath, I mean, this is courage, really. Yeah. To take a breath and step into the fear, knowing that what it represents is your ignorance and confusion, not anything substantial. Right. It's just a shadow. It might look like the great Tyrannosaurus monster of, of all ages, but then you turn around and you say, oh, it was just a little mouse ran in front of the fire. But look yeah. at the shadow <laughs> that that's a great metaphor. You know, yeah. Plato's allegory of the yeah, cave indeed. in many ways. And uh, so we're fighting shadows here. And we've got some techniques, fortunately. Yeah. Some really good, proven over the years techniques. Steve and I have been a collector of these techniques. And... Uh, have taught them to tens of thousands of people all over the world. So they're proven and practical and and portable and powerful and a few more P words after that. In fact, we'll do an audio journey later in this interview. So we're talking about fear. You you decide the term you want to use. The F word, fear, maybe you just want to call it anxiety or stress. I think worry might be the single most common word that people use. That has a mental yeah. nature to it. Yeah. 
And but yet, it churns up the emotions just the same, you know. Yeah, it feels like worry. It thinks like worry. Yeah. And, and people think that this is a good thing to do. I mean, they think that they're plan- they're they're making the most likelihood that things will be work out okay if they worry a lot. They they, they got it all covered. They got all the bases covered. They they think I'm going to worry and worry and worry to make sure nothing bad happens. But what they don't understand is that it's the worry and worry and worry that attracts the bad things to happen. As I said earlier, worry once. I mean, it's silly to not think that something bad might happen. Of course, bad stuff is going to happen in this world. But be prepared for worst case scenario and anything less than that you know you can handle. And then after that, imagine things going right instead of things going wrong, and you're at least increasing the odds of that happening in your mind. Let's spend a little time on that because that's very, very valuable advice. Worry is insidious. Yeah. I've, it's addictive. I, I heard somebody say worry is like a rocking chair because it looks like you're doing something. <laughs> it looks like you're accomplishing. So what would you do about it? Well, I worried all day. Oh, well, then, you know. That's not good enough. Yeah, you really didn't get anywhere. You've been rocking around. Well, maybe you've dug yourself deeper into the grooves. Of, you know. Or maybe you wore the carpet yeah. out, but you're still going to stand up exactly where you sat down. So it's insidious. Uh, if you're making progress through a process you're calling worry, that's not worry. That's not worry. But if you have like a, a, a fear thought about something bad happening to your business or your job or your spouse or your kids or your money or your health, those are the biggies. If you have, if you have negative thoughts about those kinds of things, you're supposed to have negative thoughts. Negative thoughts are good to have because that's the only way to get them up and out. So when you have those negative thoughts about those kinds of things, those worry kinds of thoughts, you go... Ah, boy, I'm glad I'm releasing that thought. And the more you do that, it's a good thing. The more you do that, the more of that negative stuff that comes up, the more you release it, the better off you are. Let me give you an example. Let's say, let's say you're afraid, a fear of heights. Very common fear. Uh, one of the most common of all. Second most common of all, I think. The most common fear is public speaking. I mean, death is seventh. Most people would much rather uh, be in the casket than deliver the eulogy. It's not even close. More work for you. Yeah, absolutely. But, but fear of heights is very common. So what happens is every time somebody with that kind of fear finds themselves up high, they go, <gasps> they tighten their muscles and hold their breath. And there in their memory bank is this whole group of memories of being afraid of heights. And they've just added one more. And so the fear of heights is now exacerbated. It's a little bigger than it used to be. Just a little bit bigger. But they had one more fear experience. So now it's grown a little bit. But let's say they learn these techniques that you and I have been teaching, and they get up to someplace high, and they go, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. <sighs> release, release. Boy, I'm glad I'm getting this out of my system. Now, in that memory bank full of experiences related to heights, there's all these fear experiences, but there's one experience where you feel safe. So now, overall, your overall fear of heights is diminished. Just a tiny little bit. Just a tiny little bit. But that's really significant. Because, you see, the worst part about fear is the fear it's going to get worse. And if you know you have faced it at its worst, from now on it's going to be a little bit less and a little bit less and a little bit less. Every time you face it, it'll be less than it was that time. What a relief that is. That's a huge part of what you're afraid of is that it's going to get worse. And if you know you've already faced it and next time it's going to be even easier, what a stress releaser that is.